What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to State of the Division. This is the American League East, and this week we are bringing you guys something special with the trade line coming up just a week away. What we're going to do is we're going to run through every single team. We're going to run through their trade deadline outlooks, and you can find those all on JustBaseball.com. I'm here with my guy, Colby. Colby, what's going on, man? How you doing, brother? What's going on, man? I'm, I'm hyped to run through these because the AL East is one stacked. It's close, and you might say, okay, it's not really that close because the Yankees have this crazy lead on everyone, but the four teams behind the Yankees are all within, you know, five games right now. So it's yeah, really, that- really close, and a lot of the teams have, you know, the next week is actually going to decide what they do at the deadline. Yeah, we're going to talk about your Boston Red Sox in another edition of this. We're going to separate all of these out. It's going to be the five teams from this division And as the, I'm not going to call myself the resident Yankees fan, but most of my content is Yankee stuff. We're going to start with those first place Yankees, man. The day we're recording this, they're starting the Subway Series against the New York Mets, which I am dreadfully scared of because Domingo Herman is on the bump. So with the Yankees deadline, I think they should add a starting pitcher. Peter's talked about it a ton on the Just Baseball show. The big name in the market right now is Luis Castillo. He's easily... It's between him and Frankie Montas, who are definitely the two most valuable starters on the market come the trade deadline. Dude's got a 2.71 ERA. He had a 56.6 ground ball rate last season, which is absolutely elite. It led the league. There's a couple of supplementary options, which I want to look at here. Jose Quintana is another guy who can really eat innings for you out of Pittsburgh. I think that's a guy who could work as a you know great back-end guy. And then Tyler Malley, man, I've been saying it for a while. Have to get this guy out of Great American Ballpark. He has a 2.66 ERA away from that ballpark this season. But at home, he's been absolutely dreadful. And I just think the Yankees 1,000% have to go get a starter with the injury to Luis Severino. I don't want to see Domingo Herman on the bump every fifth day because that is dreadful. But I think these guys 100% have to add a starter. It makes a ton of sense for the Yankees to not push the chips all the way in, but to go get a really, really good starter. You are you know, you and the Dodgers, the Yankees and the Dodgers, are the two best teams in baseball right now. And looking at the Yankees prospect depth on fan graphs, they have 15 prospects with a 45 future value or better. That is crazy. It's fine if you trade away three or four of those guys to go get a Luis Castillo, who you will also have next year. It makes no sense for them to go get a Jose Quintana in my mind. Go big, but it doesn't have to be that big. It's not going to cost you an insane amount in the long run. The Luis Castillo Hall is really interesting because I feel like there will be a lot of teams that are into that guy. Uh, Peter talked about it today on the Just Baseball Show. The Astros are going to be on the Braves, the Cardinals. There's a ton of teams that really do need starters, and Luis Castillo is that main guy on the trade on the trade market come the trade deadline. And I want to move to the outfield because there's a couple names here that I'm really interested in. We're going to talk about Juan Soto. I'm going to gloss over him just a little bit because that is – a situation in and of itself, but there's two guys that I'm really, really looking at here. We're talking about Andrew Benintendi and Ian Happ. Andrew Benintendi made his first all-star appearance this season with the Kansas City Royals. He's got a 386 on-base percentage. He's an elite contact bat, really switched up his style from his days in Boston. He was 15 to 20 homer guy, only has three this year, which is an interesting dynamic if you would put him in this Yankees lineup because of the amount of sluggers. You know, the Yankees are known for hitting their home runs, but it would be a complete switch up. And the other guy, Ian Happ, Switch hitting left fielder, been one of the best in the game this year, also made his first all-star appearance with the Chicago Cubs. 
hitting 267. He's got a 126 WRC plus switch hitter. He works great at, at a DH spot as well if you want to play him there. And then with Juan Soto, man, I don't think the Yankees get Juan Soto, and I've been saying this ever since these rumors came out, just because I feel like that asking price is absolutely monumental. And you mentioned the farm system. I do not want to trade an Anthony Volpe, who's going to be your shortstop in the next one to two years. You know, Dominguez, we have to still see what's going on with him, but he's been promising as of late, and I do not want to empty a farm for a guy like Juan Soto when they still have to pay Aaron Judge. Well, I think that is the the equation that Brian Cashman is running in the back of his head right now. Is it, would I rather extend a Juan Soto for $500 million while also giving away Anthony Volpe, Jason Dominguez, all of your top prospects pretty much. And can I re-sign Aaron judge at age 29? Do I want to sign him to a 10 year deal? Personally, that, that seems a little risky and, and has not been the direction that Cashman has gone as of late. It, to me, it makes sense for them to go all in and trade for Juan Soto. If you have the chance to do that, you should go and do it. Will they do it? I'm not so sure. The other point I want to hit on, Sam, is the guy that has gotten booed by Yankee fans all year, not Joey Gallo, Aaron Hicks has been amazing this month. He has a 193 WRC plus. He's walking 20% of the time in July. He has the ninth best WRC plus in July of any hitter. So he's come alive. And I think that is going to lead the Yankees to maybe be less aggressive. I don't see them going getting an Ian Happ, but yeah, maybe just a depth bat because Giancarlo Stanton just went on the aisle. So you kind of have to figure out how you're going to be risk averse to injuries. Yeah, which is where I think David Peralta is another guy they could go get from Arizona who's like just a bench guy who they could bring off. Um, and then one more name that I do want to throw out there, and I'll I'll, I'll tap on Joey Gallo because, you know, whatever. Um, Brett Gardner. Uh, I don't know why he's not on the team. I mean, if they're going to make this big World Series run, I think you might as well just bring him back. Then again, he could work as a fourth, fifth outfielder if the Yankees get rid of Gallo. He's still a decent bat. He had a 93 WRC plus, which isn't horrible. And he's not an awful defender. I mean, the guy's 38 years old. He's not going to cost you anything. He's a vibes guy. Love him in a clubhouse. I'm full on the bring back Brett Gardner trade right now. I would be interested in signing Brett Gardner if you can bring him back on a minor league deal. Let him sit in AAA, get his feet under him because obviously he hasn't been playing. So get his feet under him and then see where it goes. Come, you know, come playoff time. If you have the injuries like I just talked about, yeah, bring Brett, Brett Gardner on. Good clubhouse guy. He knows the Yankees. He knows how to win a championship. I see no problem with that. Yeah, I just I've always had this weird thought in my head that the Juan Soto thing isn't coming and it's just going to be Brett Gardner. Like that's the big deadline acquisition is Brett Gardner resigning with the New York Yankees. A slap in the face. And then you don't resign Aaron Judge and then you're just what do you do that? So you're left with Brett Gardner and that's your new right fielder for the future. So with the bullpen, we've seen a crazy amount of depth be taken away. Michael King threw out his elbow while I was in the building. So the same Lucini curse is still kind of alive. They're still feeling the defect of Chad Green getting hurt earlier in the season. He had Tommy John surgery. He might have thrown his last pitch with the Yankees because he'll be a free agent this offseason. Um, the Chapman is awful now. He's really bad. It is abysmal to watch him pitch. Jonathan Lewiska isn't the same reliever that he was last season. So there have been good relievers in this bullpen. Do not get me wrong, but I think there are still issues. And the one guy that I'm looking at here is David Robertson, who at 38 years old has had a complete career resurgence. 
I mean, this is his best season since 2011, where he had a 1.1 ERA. This season, he's got a 1.73 ERA. He's been incredible as a reliever. I think he could go one to two innings for you. He could be a guy right behind Clay Holmes. He could fill in that seventh, eighth inning type of role. So as far as relievers go, that's the one guy I'm looking at for the Yankees. Yeah, his curveball, if you remember, is a bowling ball. And it still very much is at age 37. His curveball is holding opponents to an 073 average this season, which is just rude. Ridiculous. I mean, that thing is a bowling ball coming at you. Yeah. And with the, I want to get back to the Ian Hap thing because it would be interesting to see if the Yankees would trade for an Ian Hap and a David Robertson in the same package. I think that would work out well. You fill the corner outfield thing, plus you get another reliever in a bullpen. I think that's a perfect scenario for the Yankees. And that's something that I've tapped up a multitude of times for the Yankees to do in the next week. So who would you be comfortable with trading in that trade? Like a Clark Schmidt in that deal? I feel like if you're going to get Ian Hap, I think you're going to have to give up you know, something pretty decent. I don't think that's going to hurt the Yankees. I think they can trade away a Schmidt and feel pretty confident that they're going to be okay. Yeah, I think a Schmidt and then a Florial, who's like crazily been really good in AAA, but when he's at the bigs, he's absolutely awful. He's like one of the worst outfitters I've ever seen. So like a Schmidt or like a Florial, nothing like too crazy, you know, but I would be okay with letting one of those two guys go and maybe even both of them. So basically to wrap it up, Sam, like what you're saying is that the Yankees are already amazing. So there's really no reason to get anyone other than, okay, go get Luis Castillo and go get like a David Robertson. And you would be happy about that because it really doesn't disrupt anything. Everyone's kind of confident and comfortable in their roles. It's just more adding some depth. Yeah. I think this, I mean, obviously this is still a great team. This is a team that has the, the most wins in baseball. They've been incredible all season. I just think at this point they have to add on top and compete with a team like the Astros. If you stack up the starting rotation that the Astros have compared to what the Yankees have right now, there's not a chance in hell that the Yankees are coming out of, uh, out of that series. And with Luis Castillo now being tapped up to the Astros, that makes them even scarier. So I feel like without a doubt, they need a starter and outfield bat is, I wouldn't say on top of my list, but I think it's somewhere they definitely need to add and for sure a reliever because that depth just got absolutely cooked in the past couple of weeks. Love it. That'll do it, I guess. No, that'll do it for the Yankees. Let's move on to the next team.